Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading the National League West preview here on the bullpen cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg, the Prophet, Piatelli, and I go team by team through the NL West. Make sure to look in the timestamps for uh, each team if there's one in particular that you were looking for. We then rank them top to bottom and uh, give a, some thoughts on how they might fare getting into the playoffs. We also look at the MLB Stadium Snack Festival that they announced this week. That should be a lot of fun. It's going to be in April, and uh, Greg and I go through some of the snacks that uh, are on the menu. We also go quickly through the uh, first four games as a couple of them are being played tonight. We recorded this on Tuesday, March 14th, before getting Greg's thoughts on Tiger at the Valspar Championships. As always, though, make sure to like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes under the bullpen cart when you search it. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook. ThunderboxSports.com, of course, is where you can find all of our blog posts. But enjoy this division preview. Thanks again. And here we go. We are live. Welcome to this episode of the bullpen cart presented by thunderblogsports.com i of course am the g-man jordy cannell with me as always my man greg piatelli how are you living the dream jordy you know living the dream can't survive uh, in boston yeah i mean we're uh closer to 18 than 18 inches than we are to 12 and it doesn't really look like it's stopping so Damn. Um, yeah, we gotta, we gotta work from home day to day. So hopefully they let us, uh, do that again, but I doubt it. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, excited for another edition. Of yeah. The excited for this one. Hopefully, uh, talking about the national league West helps you have, uh, some warm thoughts and everyone else that is here on the, e- the, uh, Northeastern, uh, corridor, if you will, even here in Philly, we, he had snow in the morning, but it still was a cold winter's day. Hopefully it gets warm for uh, for the weekend. But yeah, we're talking about the NL West this week. If you haven't heard me and Greg do our first division preview, the AL East, go check that out, especially if you are a fan of one of those teams. But the NL West, it should be a lot of fun. We were just talking about it offline. It's a, it's a pretty loaded division, Greg. Yeah, no, I mean, talking about a division that had three playoff, three teams in the playoffs uh, last year. Um, and you know, all t- all the teams except for maybe the Padres got better in the off season. So uh, wow. you never know; could, it, it could happen mean, again. Yeah, it absolutely could happen again. But let's jump right into it. Let's go. As for those that didn't listen to the first one, we are going to go through each team in alphabetical order, and then at the very end, Greg and I are going to make our picks of how we think they're going to finish. So, kicking things off are the Arizona Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, of course, were one of those teams that made the playoffs. Um, they come into this season with some moves to uh, to have been made. They um, you know had some guys coming through arbitration. They made a couple trades right at the end of February. I mean, Greg, how do you think the uh, the Diamondbacks are stacking up versus last year? They did let a, a certain free agent walk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was going to be my you know my big talking point um, for the Diamondbacks was simply that um, you know their offense last year was really, I mean yeah they have Paul Goldschmidt and and they brought in some guys late but 
you know, JD Martinez was really a big part of their their power and, and their production. Um, the thing that is going to help Arizona just like it helped them last year was how good their pitching is and how, you know, they're only going to get better and their bullpen um, is certainly, you know. Solid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, they lost Fernando Rodney, uh, their closer from last year. However, they do have some guys who um, very easily could fill that spot, no problem, in their bullpen. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, while I think they might uh, might be suffering a little bit on offense, I think their pitching and their arms are good enough to, uh, you know, to sort of fill that gap or that void, if you will. Um, and the only thing I'll say is, you know, they have a couple couple guys they got late in trades last year, right? If uh, we'll test, test Jory's knowledge. Um, if you're, I, mean, I know you're going to talk about them, but, um, you know, those guys last year helped out the offense. We'll see a whole year now um, of those three or those two additions at the deadline that will help them hopefully for the whole year with the loss of Martinez. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sands Martinez. Cause he was one of those guys. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'd even say some of the people that they got in the off season through trades, like I think even like Steven Sosa jr. Might not be a, a huge impact guy, but uh, you, you know, I mean, he comes over from Tampa Bay. He might be able to provide some, some help on the, in, you know, in the outfield, they got, Got a couple of good guys there. They got Gerard Dyson, who's pretty pretty quick. They obviously you mentioned called Paul Goldschmidt and Jake Lamb. They're a one-two punch. They got Alex Oliva uh, now now catching with Jeff Jeff Mathis. Um, you know Chris Owens is also pretty solid. So I wouldn't necessarily doubt their their offense too much. I think as we kind of get through the rest of the division, it it might not stack up to the rest of them. But like you said, the the pitching is going to be uh, the the shining star, if you will, of the team. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. Great addition. That's why I uh, asked you and tested your knowledge here. You're, <laughs> you know, you never cease to never cease to disappoint. No. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of before we jump, you know, move right along, if you will, we, uh, you know, last year when Matt and I did this division, we talked a lot about Goldschmidt. We, neither of us were very high on Arizona. I mean, do you see them, hanging around long enough in the division comparatively that they may look to sell like maybe a post regular deadline and a waivers deadline selling, or do you think they just try they continue to make the push or, I mean, kind of before we really get into the rankings of the five teams, do you see them kind of doing something similar to last year where they might be trying to, to make some, some minor additions to the deadline so that they're not either mortgaging for the future or not necessarily having to sell. Yeah, I mean, I think they proved it last year. Um, but the fact that you know they they were willing and are willing to make moves when they need to, um, especially if they're still in, in the hunt and in contention. And um, you know, I think it's one of those things where they position themselves, like you said, to be ready for the future um, and not giving up too much because you know they, like I said, you know, their pitching is so strong and they can manufacture enough runs. And their home record was unbelievable last year um and you know that doesn't doesn't seem like the wild card game yeah and it doesn't seem like that's going to change this year um you know they're going to be another strong team at home so well i don't think you know last year for those who don't know the diamondbacks they won 93 games um i don't personally i don't think they're going to win 93 games but um you know i do see them contending certainly for one of the wild card spots um in the national league 100 percent again whether or not they get it is a different story, but you know I definitely think they'll be in the mix. Um, but at the same time, 
you know, they, they prove that they're willing to do what they, what they need to do to, to make a push and make the playoffs. Um, so if they're in the hunt, then yes, I think they'll make moves again. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I mean, so without kind of looking too far ahead into what, what we're going to talk about, I mean, I think it's kind of a mix, right? You know, San, San Francisco had, you know, a few injuries, most notably Madison Bumgarner that kind of kept them out of it, which helped Arizona hang around. Obviously the pitching did a lot too. Um, that kind of got them to the point where they needed to, to potentially buy. I think they're more so than the next team we're going to talk about likely to Arizona to stick around in that conversation for the playoff p- picture, especially as you get towards towards both the regular deadline and the waiver deadline, which are end of July and end of August. So I think I think we could see them hanging around there. Could obviously go one way or another. If they could either really fall if the pitching isn't necessarily right there, like it was two years ago, or they could really have it together and be contending. I mean, the NL West has been so interesting, even in the heydays of the Giants and Dodgers trading division leads, both year after year and basically month after month, where both teams have been down basically double digits in terms of games back and making charges. So I wouldn't necessarily at any point count anyone out unless really the offense for Arizona looks abysmal and their pitching really isn't getting together. No, you're right. And and I mean, again, their bullpen, their starting pitchers are super strong. And if things come together the right time for the offense and they're, they're peaking at the right time, uh, sort of like they did last year heading into the end of the season playoffs time, then you know, some small key additions and a guy like J.D., um, obviously not J.D. Martinez, but a guy like that in terms of being able to produce power numbers. Um, you know, if they can get another one of those guys, then, yeah, I mean, I think they could certainly uh, challenge, um, unlike unlike a certain team uh, that wears red pinstripes, but uh, that's for a different pod for a different day. So let's <laughs> move on to the next team in the NLF. It is indeed. We move on to the next team in the division. We move on to the Colorado Rockies. What a shot. You didn't even respond. That's, that's professionalism. Yeah. That's professionalism. You know, right I, like you said, it's for another pod. That's There's professional. Good for you. I respect you for not responding. Taking the bait. There are a lot of other cards that need to fall. You know, a lot of other free agents, not like a – former Cy Young award winner that signed a three-year deal um, <laughs> that still are out there. I don't know if that team you referred to can get them. Maybe this team, the Colorado Rockies, who wear purple pinstripes. Mm. Ooh, wow. Even more. Them. Wow. Yeah. Even more of a, like, a segue. You're just you're a constant professional. Well, you're setting me up. You're giving me the, the, you're giving me the meatballs down Broadway. And like, uh, like I'm batting at Coors Field, nice. I'm knocking him out of the park. Nice. There we go. Colorado Rockies, though, uh, finished as the the second wild card team when 87 and 75 uh, lost to the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Um, they come into this season, you know, I mean, kind of in in not, I wouldn't necessarily call it limbo because they could come out hot like they did last year and and maintain where they were. They they seem to do that the last couple of years. Um, I mean, it just kind of frankly, it kind of depends on how the rest of the division comes out and and plays throughout the full season. So Colorado could put it all together. They could, uh, you know, not. I mean, Greg, what's your take when you first look at the Rockies? Yeah, so the Rockies, first and foremost, um, impressed me with with their numbers they put up 
uh, offensively in the last two years for the, you know, for the sake of this pod, obviously, but you know, the, the point of the, me bringing up the podcast name is that their bullpen, AKA the bullpen cart, the Rockies bullpen is probably one of the better ones in the division, if not major league baseball. Yeah. Um, they, they added some, some solid bullpen guys. Oh yeah, for sure. They certainly the, coming yeah. into this year, but that that's their bullpen. The problem is that their um, starters, um, their starters are what they have three or four rookies last year who yeah. pitched, you know, a majority of their games. So, you know, sophomore slump, you know, is that a thing or do those guys produce as well as they did last year? You know, are they better? Are they worse? Um, it's so many, so many unknowns, so many question marks um, with their starting rotation. But, you know, with that said, they have a good enough bullpen that they can win some close games if, if they can keep it close. And uh, you mentioned the, the ballpark there, uh, you know, if they can, they can hit some, hit some balls deep and out of the park, then their offense should be able to uh, get enough runs where their, their bullpen spending the most amount of money on their bullpen uh, hopefully will pay off for them. But, you know, I, I think they do compete like they did last year. I think, uh, you know, they, they certainly, correct me if I'm wrong, they made a very, very strong push late to get into the second wild card spot, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's going to take one of those miracle pushes again. I think this is the bigger surprise team of the playoffs um, in my personal opinion. So, you know, I, while they had success last year, I'm not sure that they can, uh, repeat that in in 2018, but um, you know we can get to get to my prediction later. Yeah, so to kind of give everyone an idea, they they always they floated around, uh, you know, being solidly above 500 and kind of had a mad July and then a shaky August and September into what Greg was referring to. Down the stretch, they you know lost four games in a row, including three, including a. Uh, Two game sweep from the Giants. They lost a few games against the Padres um, and had to really put, really make a push, um, and, and did end up ha- did end up having what it took to make the playoffs. Uh, but kind of to your point, now looking ahead to 2018, we mentioned the offense. The offense is still pretty solid. It remains relatively unchanged. You still have Nolan Arenado, one of if not the best third baseman. In baseball, you have Trevor Story, still a solid shortstop. DJ LeMahieu, Charlie Blackman, who's one of the one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball. Carlos Gonzalez might be getting older, but he's still pretty solid there. But the the bullpen, like you were talking about, you add Brian Shaw, solid solid setup guy. You add Wade Davis, solid closer. You know, I think granted it's Coors Field, so there can be those moments of doubt especially if the starting pitching doesn't necessarily keep it all together but i think i think you're right i think the dodge or the rockies can can keep it close enough that they can contend and keep pushing for for the postseason but it really to be like it almost seems like they need to continue they just need to keep pushing and and kind of hope that the dodgers don't the Dodgers don't run away with it? The the um, Giants don't run away with it, and, and still be around because if you're too far out, which could easily happen, you could easily get outpaced. It might be tough. So I, yeah, I don't want to say they're and, in a weird limbo spot because we thought that going into last year, and and look what they did. They were they were right there with the wild card. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think the difference is this year that because everyone's chasing the Dodgers and the Dodgers. You know, we're so good last year that the rest of the National League got even better. You know, you look at yeah. what 
without giving away too much, but you look at what the the pod. I mean, the, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> sorry. You look at what the Cardinals did this off season. Um, even the Cubs getting Schwarber a hundred pounds lighter back. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the Braves. Uh, sorry, not the Braves. The Brewers. I mean, the Nationals, yeah, the Nationals are gonna be the Nationals. The Mets. I mean, the Phillies are still gonna be. The Phillies are gonna be better this year for sure. The Mets. You know, if they're if their starting pitchers are healthy, then you know they could certainly win a lot more games right than next year. The Brewers got better, and they were yeah. the team that were trading with the Rockies. Exactly. Sorry, the Brewers got better. So you're right. So I mean, and and not for nothing in their own division, the the Giants got even better. Um, just again being played by the injury bug last year, but you know the Rockies and like trades. Yeah, we'll and trades. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> We're talking to each other here, but you're talking to each other here. But my point, you know, bouncing off your 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 point is just sort of the Rockies are that team that, um, as you mentioned, caught in that sort of in between space of, you know, they're young enough where where they could win a couple a bunch of games and be in it, but they're also not the most talented. That if they are in it, they're really not going to go anywhere far. So yeah. sort of that that in between spots or the the Philadelphia Flyers spot, if you will. Oh, that's a dig. <laughs> That's <laughs> on to the, the late. And, uh, we don't need to go into the hockey. We don't want to bore <laughs> the non-hockey fans out there. But if you do, do like that, we do have a hockey podcast part on the feed. But check that out later. Anyway, I we'll get to where we think the Rockies might finish. But we move on to the team we mentioned before, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The number one seed in the National League obviously went all the way to game seven against the Astros, winners of 104 games. And, uh, you know, it's going to probably be business as usual, probably a little closer in the division than 11 games up on the uh, the second place team. But, you know, I think uh, you could expect a lot of the same things from the Dodgers in 2018 that you saw in 2017. Yeah, I mean, what 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 can be said about the Dodgers that hasn't already been said before? You know, exactly. um, you know, it's definitely they're definitely uh, going to be a great team to watch um, again. Um, the only thing that scared me about, or, or maybe not scare me, but the thing I can say negatively is that they're you know they had that unbelievable stretch of games where they won what was it how many in a row? I don't have the number in front of me, but oh. yeah. Test test the host. Finally, we get one past him. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but, but yes, they had the they streak had of what twenty one. They had a streak of like twenty one games in a row or something ridiculous. Well, it wasn't the Indians. Yeah, but then the Indians were twenty one. No, no, but the Dodgers had one like a little less than that, and then they were like for the month of August and September, they had lost like ten games, maybe or five games max, like something absurd, making things up. But the point is that you know they went on a ridiculous run. Um, late in the season, then they started sitting some guys end of September, getting ready for the playoffs, all that stuff. My point being is that I don't. Well, they had a pretty bad September because they sat everyone because they had already clinched. <laughs> but my point is, Jordy, I don't, I don't anticipate them uh, winning 104 games like they did last year. Sure. Um, and well, I do think that they will win the division, and I do think that they will be you know, one of the top teams and everybody's going to be chasing them. Uh, you know, I just don't think that they're, you know, it's, it's hard to win that many games in, in major league baseball. Um, yeah. And what helped them last year was their depth. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. We took, well, we touched upon it a little bit in the NL East podcast. One thing that helped the Dodgers so much is, or AL East, thank you, is the fact that they're able to, with the depth they have, 
move around so many different pieces Mm -hmm. and really construct just so many different lineups and so many different ways that they can kind of figure out how they want to do it. And I'm not just talking about moving batters around in the lineup. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a guy like Chris Taylor that you can put in four positions, at least four different spots. Right. Same thing with Logan Forsyth. Same thing with most of their outfielders. You can move around Cody Bellinger, the same thing. And he's primarily a first baseman, but you can put him in the outfield. You can move other guys around there. I mean, these guys, they've, they did it the world series. They can still do it. Now I'm looking at their depth chart in the outfield and they have Matt Kemp, Kike Hernandez listed in left field, Chris Taylor, Trace Thompson, brother of Clay Thompson in center, Yasiel Puig and Jock Peterson in right field. And any of those guys you can move around and you've seen that happen. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can and, easily do it. Yeah. And you could argue that, you know, uh, who's the first baseman you just said? Cody Bellinger. He's an yeah. outfielder as well. But I'm saying, yeah, he plays off as well. And you could also argue that it was his errors that really cost them a uh, World Series, you know, sure. a couple, couple games in the World Series. And he's not going to make those mistakes again, you know, as an athlete, he's just not going to make those again. So, um, that well, is. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we've we've gotten you know five ten minutes talking about the Dodgers and haven't even mentioned Clayton Kershaw and their pitching and and everything like that. So you know this this is a team that sent down Yasiel Puig at at a time last year and yep. two years ago, and because they have so much depth and because they have so much you know whatever. So they kept getting speeding tickets. <laughs> That's why you need to learn a lesson. Inside, inside baseball here from Jordy Cannell, but. Uh, <laughs> My point is that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they, yeah, they love their depth, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sold, sold the, not sold the deadline, but got rid of some of the, those young outfielders to pick up some starting pitching. Um, I think relief pitching yeah. outside of Kenley Jansen. Right. Cause I think last year, you know, some of their starting pitchers and even relief pitchers overperformed. And, uh, you know, while you hope they can do that again, you know, there's no guarantees in baseball. So, um, I think that they're going to win a lot of games this year like they did last year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sold off some of their pieces and their depth that we were just talking about to pick up some – to sure to sure up their bullpen and their starting pitching. Oh, uh, sure. Give me one reason why the Dodgers won't win uh, this division, I guess. A more loaded team that we're going to come to at the end of the five. Mm. In other words, the San Francisco Giants. Um <laughs> who's also healthier and they, they, you know, got, got some other players. Um, so the depth, okay. So the depth of division. All right. That's yeah, fair. It's a deep division. So you could, I, I think it's going to be a little closer. I, I kind of led with that. Uh, then they were up 11 games in the diamondbacks last year. I right. think you're right that they won't necessarily win 104 games. And I think second place in the division, probably more than 93. I'd say maybe around the 95, 96 clip, but we'll see. I like it. I like yeah. it. Moving on, Padres, what do you got for me, Jordy? Yeah, so the San Diego Padres once again have a well, first of all, kind of just re you know, resetting them from last year. 71 and 91 there. Uh most people had them pegged for last in the division, but a very injury prone Dodgers team came in last, but not dead last, for those that remember. We'll 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 get to why they didn't come in dead last, uh, which will make Greg happy. So at least he has that. <laughs> But the Dodger or but the uh, the Padres still kind of a eh, year they had they outperformed how they you know what statistics said they should do they won a lot more games 
comparatively to their run differential. Uh, so there's the sabermetric stat of the day, but pretty much in the bottom of any offensive category and pitching category. But they came into the postseason, or I guess came through the postseason, making a number of uh, big splashes from uh, free agency and trades. Uh, the most notable being third baseman Chase Headley, Yankees. Yeah, third baseman Chase Headley. They got Freddie Calvis from the Phillies. Um, Ooh, yeah, Fredboard. They picked up. Uh, they picked up a Japanese submarine pitcher, a bullpen guy, another bullpen card to reach out, shout out. Um, Makita is his last name, but he's a submarine guy who throws an eighty mile an hour fastball. Yeah, but if you've seen his delivery on on the Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it's pretty crazy. And and you know he could definitely keep uh, he could definitely keep some guys on their toes. But the big guy that we've uh, kind of just been teasing isn't Chase Headley. It's not Freddie Galvis. It was Eric Hosmer. Yeah, from the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, <laughs> good job on us throwing the uh, the carrot in front of everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know necessarily if if Hosmer is going to be the biggest difference for it. You know, you still don't have the best starting pitching. You you Brad Hand who's still a pretty solid closer, but um, yeah, I mean their pitching is pretty pretty thin. Um, to say that they're likely to finish in last is, is a bit of an understatement, um, unless there's a lot of injuries to another team in the division. But you know they have some. You know it's it's solid enough hint, hitting that that they might be able to do something. I mean, Hosmer is going to be the focus. So I guess their big key would be, could a guy like Chase Headley or Will Myers or, you know, anybody else kind of provide Hosmer with some protection. Cause otherwise you're in a position where if a team's afraid that Hosmer is going to have a big bat in a close game, they're just going to walk them. Just give them the IW. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this would be my surprise team of, the division. I mean, everyone has them in the basement, and I, you know, whether or not I agree is is different. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think that this team is going to win a couple more games than people think. Um, you know, I think that their bullpen is so strong, and that with you know that's the way the MLB is going. You know, you look at the teams that make it far. Oh, it's, for sure. It, it, yeah, it's strong bullpens, and you know, Brad Hand is a lefty closer that was an All Star last year. Um, yeah. And I mean, you don't see a lot of lefty closers one to start, but also. You know, it's no slouch, and he's going to win a couple more of those close games. They're going to have a couple more of those, you know, whereas they may have lost a game 3-1 to because they didn't get the off- offensive production. They have some guys, you know, like Hosmer now who can manufacture some of his own runs. Um, and for everything we heard, you know, Hosmer is definitely a locker room guy, so you never know the chemistry there. But, um, you know, the big thing, too, is is their road record was brutal last year. I think they had, yeah. like, 25 wins on the road maybe. Um, and – 28, I think was the number. Yeah. Uh, I, so they, the point is yeah, it was 26 and or 28 and 53. Right. So the point is they win at home. And if they can win a couple more games on the road because of Hosmer and also because of their bullpen, then you know, I think that they can win some more games than they won last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, may surprise a lot of teams in this division. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good point. I mean, it's also tough and it's, it's worth mentioning that they play in a division where, the Dodgers nearly won 60, game at, 60 games at home. We already talked about Arizona, but they won 52. Um, and they play against other other teams in the National League that just do very, very solid at home. I mean, the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. You know, the, if the Mets are 
The Mets are better. They're going to be good at home. The Giants should be better. They're normally very good at AT and T Park. So this is all like we were, like we keep mentioning. It's a stacked division, and mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, if they can put together a better road record, even something close to thirty eight, thirty nine wins, close to five hundred on the road, sure, they could probably surprise people. I just think when you have to go to Dodger Stadium ten times a year, ten nine ten times, it's it's tough to try to you know <laughs> eclipse something like that, especially when the starting pitching and then even a, a decent enough bullpen uh, comes right at you when your start starting pitching is. <laughs> yeah. Is. I mean, scary. yeah, they, for sure. Their starting pitching is scary and they've, tra- it sounds, seems like that's scary. Away. Not, not Dodgers scary. I should and, clarify. And it seems like they traded away their, their good starting pitching for the last, you know, 10 years, it seemed like so every, everyone who every start Dodger starting pitching, who's a pitcher who's been good. They've traded away. Um, you mean your Padres, Padres started. Sorry. Pitching. Sorry. Yeah. You got me, you got me thrown there. Um, I got you. I, I apologize. No, you're good. So, but I mean, that's the, that's, you know, that's the, that's the crux of the issue. You know, do you want to sell your top talent to pick up some young guys? But at some point, um, you know, those, those talented guys you keep trading for need to win games like the Astros and, and, I guess even the Indians and you know the Red Sox and all these young talent that all these teams have and the Yankees across the board. So um, you know, hopefully they can turn around soon. But uh, you know, give me. So you've been teasing the Giants and you're super pumped to talk about them and it's an even year and all that, all that blah blah blah. Well, that 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 curse already got lifted with the Cubs two years ago. So (laughs) give me, give me, uh, give me some of the big moves that. you know, the Giants did this year and, and give me a, give me a little recap or, or a preview for this 2018 season. All right. So the Giants return a full should have a full season of Madison Bumgarner. If he still owns a dirt bike, I think Bruce Bochy probably sent a bunch of goons to his house to fucking dismantle it. <laughs> Him and, Puig, him and Puig, this is certainly has the most uh, cast yeah, the, characters. Yeah, the NLS is just the vehicular manslaughter of baseball, <laughs> something to that effect. Not manslaughter, but you get what, yeah, I'm, what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but we, we do want to reset because he's still on their roster. Your favorite player, Greg, is the reason why the San Francisco Giants won't have the number one pick. They went 64 and 98, which... Got them into a tie, but they got the tiebreaker on the Detroit Tigers because Pablo Sandoval hit a walk-off home run in the last game of the season after getting waved by the Red Sox and coming back to San Francisco. Cost them the number one pick? Cost them the number one pick. And they come (laughs) back replacing him with Evan Longoria, career Tampa Bay Ray, they went out and got Austin Jackson to play center field. They got Andrew McCutcheon to play right field. They still got Buster Posey. They have Nick Hundley also at, at, at catcher if they ever want to move Posey out the first base, which they do sometimes. Still got Brandon Bell. Still got Brandon Crawford, Joe Panic, Hunter Pence. So pretty solid starting nine uh, and really kind of in that same Dodgers model, be able to move around players one way or another. But that starting pitching staff is still solid. Um, they still got Mark Melanson as their closer, so they have that, and they have a a more seasoned but but pretty solid bullpen. So I think if you're a San Francisco Giants fan, uh, you're probably pressing the even year button pretty hard. Uh, but for everyone else in baseball, I would still expect the San Francisco Giants to have a pretty solid year. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing you have to talk about the Giants is injuries, right? Last year, yeah. they, they more than any other team in baseball, um, were negatively affected by, by injuries. Um, you know, that can be debated, obviously, but, you know, their number one pitcher goes down, the number two pitcher goes down, their five out of their six bullpen guys go down. Uh, you know, they, they just got bit with the injury bug, and then Brandon Belt, you know, their future of their team, um, you know, sort of their their offensive run producer, their their production, if you will, on offense. Um, missed a bunch of time last year with injury, which is why we saw Posey at first so much. Um, well, that but, and the fact that he's had injury, you know, injury a history of injuries in the past. So they want to keep kind of what the Twins used to do with Joe Maurer. I'm sorry for jumping in, but they moved they've moved him out of the catcher position to kind of rest his knees and and make sure that he stays healthy throughout the season. No, you're right, but you know, there's also a problem is that you know, they don't have the luxury of the DH. So Joe no. Maurer was able to play first and then they could, they could shift over. Uh, uh, who was their first baseman? Uh, Justin Morneau. Yeah. He could shift him into the DH spot, but you know, this belt you know, belt is the real deal at first base. But anyways, the point is um, the giants are going to be, yeah. the giants are be way better this year. Uh, you mentioned bullpen guys, Mark Blantz, and I'm glad you're starting to give recognition to the bullpen um, as this is the bullpen cart. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they also they also have uh, Dyson who filled in last year as their closer, and and then their lefty uh, Tony Watson who who was their eighth inning guy for the most of the year. But um, you know we'll see how that goes this year. Uh, but my point is that you know this is a team cool. that since most of the year from Pittsburgh, he was their setup man from Pittsburgh. Yeah, they got him from the Pirates last year. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to talk about, you have to talk about Evan Longoria, Andy McCutcheon, um, you know, they even picked up a couple other bullpen guys middle season, like you're talking about. Um, so they're doing, they're making the right moves to make, to make a, to make a little run here. And, and in this division that's stacked from top to bottom, they needed to do something or else they would have found themselves in the basement for a while and years to come. And, and that stadium if you've never been there, AT&T Park is, is one of those, you know, it feels small, but it gets so loud and it's a great atmosphere as we all saw. And yeah, that's when, heard. yeah, and when Bonds was there, I mean, they were going nuts and even now. Um, however, the thing that I think uh, ruins the Giants is my least favorite player in the entire Major League Baseball, strictly because of his socks and his stupid hair um, and the fact that he wears no batting gloves and he swings like, the biggest moron on the planet. Um, that is, of course, the former Philly. Um, oh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, he he eats pasta with a spoon. Sorry, Hunter Pence. Does he wear one batting glove or two batting gloves or zero? Uh, even worse if he wears just one. But yeah, Hunter Pence, probably my least favorite player in the Major League Baseball. I know Philly fans love him everywhere, but I think he's the biggest tool bag in the world. Um, well, it's kind of crazy before you continue with him just on the Philly fan part. He was a Philly literally from trade deadline in 2011 to the trade deadline in 2012 for a calendar year. And he was revered yeah, for still- basically like the next six months. And then people kind of <laughs> forgot about it. But. He, he still is for some reason in, in, in the Philly circles. Um, no, we, we have other outfielders now that have kind of eclipsed him, but thank God he's uh, miserable. But he was you're absolutely right. He was here for the, the, I guess the whatever the equivalent of ROI in terms of love that fans give players for one year was it's 
off the charts. Yeah, I mean, he was getting more love than Chooch. Oh no! Don't 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 talk about Chooch that way. Everybody, <laughs> Chooch is somebody. Even if old Jorge Alfaro becomes the greatest catcher ever, Chooch holds a very special place in the hearts of Philadelphians. Senior uh, October. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think the Giants. Um, are hindered by him the most. Um, I hate him, and I think he's the sole reason why um, I have them. Again, picking I'm picking with my heart as opposed to my head. So, give me your predictions starting at the bottom. Who finishes? Who finishes in the basement of this division? Yeah, so I am going to go with uh, with the Padres in last. I think that you're you kind of you convinced me a little bit, but I think they might win a few more games. But I still think they're uh, they're solidly in last place of the the NL West, I think it's just so loaded with those four other teams that it's tough for them having to play 18 or 19 games against the rest of them to, uh, to come back from that. I hear you. So I, I think I convinced myself too, in terms of wanting to, to, to put the Rockies at the basement and put the Padres, uh, in that fourth spot. Um, so sort of the Padres jump the Rockies just because I think the Rockies will not be able to repeat the success they had last year. Sure. But I'm also I'm also a guy who's never been high on the Rockies ever, um, even when they went to the World Series and lost to the Boston Red Sox, uh, got swept actually. But um, neither here nor there. But talk about the hot team that went ice cold, real quick. 2007 Rockies. So, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and I'm gonna agree with you. I think the Padres at the end of the day um, will be the the someone's got to finish from fifth yeah. and I think that'll be the Padres. Um, but I would not be surprised if it, the, if it was the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my fourth place team is the Rockies. I think just with the fact that Arizona, despite we'll get to them in a second, but them losing JD Martinez, they still have very solid pitching all around the, the Rockies starting pitching is just so much more suspect to me than anyone else. Uh, Sands, maybe, maybe uh, San Diego, uh, that I, that I'd have to put them in uh, in fourth place. They do have a great offense that I do very much admire, but not enough. <laughs> Third place team, what do you got? So this is where it gets interesting. I am going to go Diamondbacks, but I think they make a push with the other two teams. Um, yeah. So just I, so everyone's clear before you continue, sorry. The three remaining teams are the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Diamondbacks. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go Diamondbacks at three. I think it might be the hype train with San Francisco, but I, I just think they didn't do enough to keep pace with what the Giants were bringing. Um, and we'll we'll get to the Giants in a few minutes, I'm sure, or if you have them in a second. Um, but I, I just think that they outpaced Arizona to uh, to clip them here, and and Arizona comes in at three. But I think that's not to say that they aren't a likely playoff contender, if that makes sense. Let me ask you a question. Zach Greinke is still, uh, still, still a thing in, in Arizona, right? Yeah, he is. <laughs> so for that sole reason, I'm putting the Giants in third place. Okay. Um, here's why. You know, I think we mentioned the injury, or I mentioned the injuries last year for the Giants. Um, yeah, they added some big names, but at the same time, McCutcheon, Longoria, they're all at the end of their, end of their career, right? Yeah. Um, I do also want to point out Tony Watson went from Pittsburgh to LA, not to San Francisco. So that is another addition that San Francisco made. 
even better. <laughs> but my so that's a okay. So we said to the Dodgers instead yeah, of the Giants. We were saying he came. I had that he came from Pittsburgh versus you saying he'd been with or Pittsburgh to San Francisco versus you saying San Francisco all year. We're uh, both wrong. Okay. I was right. He started with the Pirates, but then he went to the Dodgers halfway through the season. And now they got him. Now, the, now they got him in free agency. Now the the Giants got him in free agency. Yeah, the Giants did. Yes, thank you for correcting my pronouns. No, I was just, I was just, I was it's important. Pronouns it is important. important. I was confused. So, so yeah, I have the Giants in third simply because, um, you know, Longoria has battled a, a couple minor injuries, uh, and even McCutcheon, you know, has missed a couple of games in the last couple of years, um, or a few games the last couple of years due to some injuries. So, I, and Belt, you know, has been injured for the better part of his career. I mean, every season I feel like he goes down with something. Yeah. Um, and, and our boy behind the plate, uh, Buster Posey, you know, for whatever reason gets trucked at home plate more yeah. than any other catcher I've seen, um, consistently. So, you know, concussions or whatever you want to call it, um, CTE, if you will, but well, that's actually a really good point. Cause I've, I've, when we were looking at them before, I was trying to find a list of it. Yahoo didn't have their injury list from last year. I found it on their on their Wikipedia page of just all the different injuries that you were referring to. Buster Posey, seven-day DL for concussions, and then all these different players. You had Madison Bumgarner, obviously. Hunter Pence basically went out for the rest of the year. Brand Crawford, who was Eduardo Nunez, who was playing third base for them. That's why you started seeing what's his face get more time. I mean, and then he ended up getting traded. Um, so they had all the you know all these different injuries that you were talking about. That it just nuts of that this that this happened um so that's a that's a really good point if you're you know if that continues the trends it, it's certainly possible yeah and the, i mean for that reason i mean that's why they finished so poorly last year um yeah. and i think that for me personally i mean you can't guarantee this team staying healthy the whole year just because you know they are older uh they did pick up some older players um yeah they're named players but they are older and and there's no guarantee they're staying around for 162 games um that's just unrealistic um and that's a quick aside before we get to because i'm guessing well i'll I'll ask you in a second but um as we wrap up talking about the giants i just read this quote fan graphs projected last year that the giants would win 88 games as a refresher they won 64 and that they had an 18% of make of winning the NL West that the Dodgers won by 11 games. <laughs> so that's your sabermetrics stat of the day. If there ever was one. Yeah. And but, not, and not to convince yep. you and not to convince you. And, and I think it's good that we don't have the same thing um, two times in a row, but you know, I think it's, I, you know, I think it's, I think the giants, I think the, I think the diamondbacks do enough to, to hold on to that second spot. I think the Giants do drop down to that third spot, but give me give me the reason why you think uh, the Giants are two over the Diamondbacks. Yeah, so I I just I kind of mentioned it before. I just think they, assuming they stay healthy, they just made a larger sum of additions. Yeah, you're right; they're a little older, uh, but I I think they we've seen it before. They know how to manufacture runs, how to get the job done. If Madison Bumgarner is full Madison Bumgarner that we've seen, and he was pretty solid before he got hurt, we, we people kind of forget that that it was so early on in the season, but he was having a pretty solid year up until that that dirt bike accident. So I think if they if they're fully healthy and they keep making a push, they could they could push for they could push at least for second place, if not 
you know, stay on this, but I think the dot we'll get to the Dodgers in a second. I just think they're Dodgers are, are still pretty, pretty goddamn solid to, to not be a, a pretty easy pick for number one. No, I, th- I think that's a, that's a great point. Um, and the Dodgers will, in my opinion, be number one as well. I, you know, again, flip flop, we can go back and forth, but I just think, yeah, they added players, but you know, I don't think they did enough to, to surpass or what have you. Um, both the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. So yeah, agreement on number one, um, Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. Jordy, give me a reason why the Dodgers will have the best record in the National League again. Yeah, so some of it comes from, and, and it's worth noting that the Dodgers did lose, you know, they lost you Darvish, their rental player. He went to the Cubs, um, who they're in their, their different spot. You mentioned a couple of their, what they're bringing back to this year. Um, so the reason why they will is depth, both being able to put together a solid lineup, solid starting pitching, um, and a pretty solid bullpen. Uh, reason why they might not would be from underperforming. You know, they're, you know, this was something that was talked a lot about with the Cubs of uh, coming into last year. How would they do? Was Would there be any sort of hangover, which – you saw they had a pretty rough first half of the year, and then you know Jake Arrieta got it back, got it back together, and the the Cub, the rest of the team kind of followed followed suit in you know post the All Star break. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily saying the Dodgers do because they basically have an insurance policy of being able to put together different lineups. So I would think they'd probably lock up the one seat again, but you know who knows if the the Mets stay healthy and their pitching staff is what it was from a couple years ago, they could. They could make a push. The the giant or not the Giants, the Nationals always could. They're, you know, especially with Bryce Harper, basically in a in a you know career contract year, um, life altering contract year, if you will. Who's that? Who knows how they do? Bryce Harper. Oh yeah, I mean you know, the Nationals. Yeah. So my thing is here, the Dodgers and Justin Turner. Uh, as Justin Turner goes, I should say the Dodgers go, if you will. Um, he's the, for those who don't know, he's the carrot top, uh, redheaded beard, long hair guy, third baseman there for the Dodgers. He, because I mean, let's be honest and Frank here that like you mentioned, and we, we've all mentioned the Dodgers have depth across their outfield, you know, even some key positions, first base, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then outside of, I mean, up the middle, they're super young and talented, but that third base position outside of Turner, you know, who's their backup? Who's their, you know, who's, where's their depth? Uh, sort of at some of the, some of the other infield positions um, would be my only, I guess, weakness, if you will, of the Dodgers. And plus, I think they had some, some of their starting pitchers outperform um, their expectations, sure. if you will. So I think that would be a reason why they wouldn't um, have the best record is, is their, their starting pitching, as you mentioned, doesn't do as well as last year and underperforming, um, as you mentioned is, is, is another great reason. Um, and you know, I think the reason why they do is because, you know, I think they have such a talented, uh, such a talented manager, you know, most famous stolen base in, in baseball history, almost, if you will. Um, at least in the Red Sox history. Um, do you know who that is? Who their, their manager? Uh, who? Yeah, who stole the most famous base in, in oh, Major League um, Baseball history, if not Red Sox history? Um, shit, you got it. Uh, oh. Also, damn. stop the Jordy. Also, the Dodgers manager. Yep. 
Uh, <laughs> just say the name. Sorry, I don't fuck this up too bad. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Dave. Um, Dave. Hold on. Dodgers. LA Dodgers manager. <laughs> oh, no. Stump. Stump. Stump Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. Stump the host. Finally. For those who don't know, or those who do know, or avid listeners uh, have should know that. How do I not remember this? Every pod, I try and stump Jordy, and every pod, Jordy delivers. You and, epically got me. And never, ah. I don't. I think this is the first time I've stumped you ever live on the pod, or or ever in general. Um, and for those who listen to the bullpen card through football season, everything, I always yeah. try and stump you, and and this is the, I think this is the first time. I got you. I mean, I got you small earlier in the beginning of the episode, but I think this is like a this is the big one. This, this is, is a, this is like oh. this is this is a pivotal moment. Oh my god, stump yeah. the Schwab. I think I just won a million dollars. Oh, let's not go that far. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I'm not getting it. Uh, no, but honestly, uh, yeah. So I think I think Dave Roberts does a good job of managing that team and, and managing. No, he does. He's there. Um, tell me, did did Adrian Gonzalez retire? Or is he coming back? Uh. That's a good question. Because I mean, I think you know, oh. he, having him being able to insert him in the lineup here and there, and, and get those pinch hitting uh, at bad opportunities, you know, I think helps them. Obviously, you know, the depth, as we mentioned, is just ridiculous up and oh, down he's the lineup. The Mets now, I forgot about that. Who is he with? The Mets. Oh, really? It was he a free agent, yeah. or they traded him, or what? He signed a one-year contract with the Mets. Oh wow! Meet the Mets. Yeah. The Mets was sn- sneaky. Uh, well, we'll get to them. Yeah. Hopefully, seriously. we have Stevie G for that, so we can have him tell us about how this is a life-altering trade or signing. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think uh, I, honestly, I you know the Dodgers' depth, but I think um, the reason why they wouldn't is just some of those, like we talked about, um, underperformance. So. Yeah, I mean, that's our NLS preview. Um, I had Dodgers, uh, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies, Padres. You had Dodgers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Padres. Um, I almost convinced myself and you to put the Rockies in last and Padres uh, fourth uh, or second last. I think I I should clarify. You... If we had to guess a number of wins, I would ne- I would have bumped that number up. Still, right. still below the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, you just love. I I, I personally have just never been a fan of, of Colorado Rockies, but um, I, neither here nor there. Um, just so you know, Jordy, I will be um, attending Arizona. Uh, well, hopefully attending an Arizona Diamondbacks opening weekend game, Easter weekend. Uh, I will be in Arizona for a, a little vacation, so I will have to get a stadium snack and report back um, on a great stadium snack, hopefully, from, from Diamondback Stadium. Um, well, hopefully, it's the best one that we can both taste, because my stadium snack's a little bit different. Okay. We found this today. I forwarded it along to you. Major League Baseball announced... They are hosting a Stadium Snacks Expo. MLB. That's awesome. In New York City. It's going to be on April 20th and 21st. 30 ballparks, one plate. It's the food festival with the menu of your dreams. The best ballpark food, Stadium Snacks. Let's correct them. Come on, MLB. From every Major League Baseball (laughs) park in one place. 
Again, oh no, it's April twenty first and twenty second. Damn it, we both had a four twenty joke we were gonna make, but I guess though it's that is that a, it, it's you know right around there. So maybe they maybe they didn't want to put it right on on four twenty to sort of subvert the uh, the suspicion because four twenty is a Friday, so they could try to you know boost some uh, boost some revenue, get a three day weekend out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's what I was. Definitely, definitely think that that was the case. One hundred percent. I mean, if four twenty is a Friday, I one hundred percent can foresee people taking a long three day weekend, uh, if you know what I mean. But I mean, oh. not for nothing. But Stevie G, um, the the heralded Stevie G, if you will, <laughs> yeah, the legendary, uh, the legendary Stevie G works for the MLB, uh, Major League, uh, yeah, whatever, Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, so. Either he get us in for free. I was gonna say either either he's gonna get us in for free because I just forwarded him the email you sent me and asked free or can we get him for free, um, <laughs> or he needs to go and try it all for us and give us give us his official thing. Um, so for those who who aren't looking at the same list we're looking at, um, basically MLB is calling a food fest and they got the top snacks or whatever f- from each ballpark. Um, and for you know, for example, in Baltimore, they had the Chesapeake waffle fries, and Chesapeake is obviously famous in Baltimore, and the New England lobster roll for Fenway Park, and the Chicago dog um, for the the Cubs. But you know, Fenway, I would have liked to see a Fenway Frank. I feel like a Fenway Frank is more famous than a lobster roll, but you know, that's just me. Neither here nor there. You got the lobster rolls. The Phillies got uh, ooh, the Bulls barbecue slider. I was going to uh, ask Bulls you, have you, ever, have you ever had the Bulls barbecue slider? Greg, I've had everything from Bulls Barbecue. <laughs> Greg, Bulls Barbecue is named after Greg Lozinski, number okay. nineteen. Uh, okay. You know, back in the day, and the bull he hangs out there. You got to get your picture with the bull. That's what me and my dad used to do when I was a kid. Shake his hand. He'd make me. He'd make me hand him my scorecard for him to sign. So I have like twenty fucking scorecards that are signed by Greg Lozinski <laughs> from like two thousand five. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the rest of this though. You know, you got the. The Chicago dog, you're the churro dog from the Diamondbacks. That's I love how really you have the Todd Helton burger and fries from the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. Go, come on. Get at least, get a, you know, why not have like Coors, Coors crusted chicken Ooh, nuggets? Ooh, nice. That's good. Yeah. The Mets, beer batter, Coors crusted. You know, what I, you know what I mean. Well, speaking of beer batter, the Milwaukee Brewers are bringing a cheddar beer bratwurst. See, they're go, they're sliding into the skid, sliding into the skid with their, you know, their. The Brewers, Miller Park, you know, come on. Right. And then the the Mets are doing New York Deli pastrami sandwich. The, the Mariners are bringing in their toasted grasshoppers, which was a former stadium snack. That was a stadium snack. Yeah, from last heard. year. My cousin lives out there with his soon-to-be wife, who yeah. her family had season tickets forever to to, uh, to Safeco. They said right. it's actually pretty good. It's just literally like it's a crunch. You don't taste any guts or anything. Then whatever seasoning you decide to put on it, that's basically what you taste with the crunch. I mean, <laughs> you have me sold. No, just oh. kidding. Um, <laughs> I think the chicken and donuts. I think that was another one we did, and that actually sounds really good. It sounds like the chicken and chicken and waffles taco that we talked about last week. Yeah, and the the, the Houston Astros chicken and waffle. It's funny though that like you know each thing is sort of to the area, if you will, right? So like um, Tampa I mean, Bay has hoped. Tampa Bay has, almost, the, has the Reuben Cuban sandwich, right? And then yeah. Houston has the chicken and waffles and the Arizona or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, nowhere near 
what Los Angeles, uh, the Japanese pork katsu, probably to go along with their big Japanese signing. Um, you know, it's so it's, it's funny that it's, plantains for Miami. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and then you know the New York deli, and and so it's funny how how it works out that way. And I, the worst one on here, give me the worst one on here. Hmm. I don't know why the Yankees have a bow bun. That kind of confuses me. It's because they're hoity-toity, high class. They they take they their real fans can't go to the games, so they all they have is like that's oh. the cheapest thing probably in Yankee Park or is whatever. It's supposed to be like the melt. It's like it's supposed to be a, a nod to the melting pot. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my thing is the Reds a fry box. Like, oh, give me a box of French fries. That's the best that the is Reds that what it is, or is it just know. a box of like fried? Yeah, like. I don't know. Why don't they have the, the skyline chili, the stuff that they brag about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. what you're, that's what Cincinnati's known for, and it's a fry box. Like, come yeah. on, you're better than that. Well, the uh, one thing I was going to say too is Houston has the chicken and waffle cone, and the Phillies have a barbecue sandwich. Why isn't that flip flopped? Why isn't Houston bringing barbecue? Texas barbecue. That's a valid. That's I mean, even better. That's. Yeah. I mean, maybe Atlanta's Atlanta has the pig picking. Maybe that's what it is. But I mean, you know. Not to upset barbecue people because Brooklyn already did that for everybody last week with that uh, or whoever that website was that tweeted out Brooklyn barbecues better than the South. Uh, mm. But, you know, every state has their own style of doing it. So I'm interested in trying Houston. I call up some minor league teams from Georgia, Tennessee, <laughs> you know, Alabama, Mississippi. Yeah, you know, get, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, same thing with St. Louis. What do they have? They have uh, hot salami. Yeah, I guess that that fits, but. You know, bring the, have them bring some barbecue. Same with Kansas City. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of. I guess then it turns into a barbecue festival, which maybe they want to avoid. Minnesota's got cheese. <laughs> yeah, is that the whole reciprocation thing, or are they just? Is that a nod to that? I don't know for college. Uh, but can can we, can we? Yeah, right. Can we figure out how the Toronto? Uh, well, Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto Blue Jays. Um. <laughs> yeah, but your your mind is on the right thing though. Theirs is the big smoke jerk chicken nachos. First of all, jerk chicken is a Jamaican style of cooking, right? And, and you said <laughs> you thinking maple. Why isn't it something maple flavored? Thank you, thank you. And you know, it's as, fucking pancakes with the- maple syrup. I'm fine with that. <laughs> anything I've been but, to that stadium. They have better food than fucking chicken nacho, nachos. Any, anything but a jerk chicken nacho, a barbecue. <laughs> like You're representing an entire country. I know. What the I'm, fuck are you doing? Say, it's the only international team in Major League Baseball. The only international team in Major League Baseball. And you come in with yeah. a jerk chicken. Try, I mean, I guess they're the south of Canada, if you will. Yeah, but I guess the, so. The only, the only international team in all of Major League Baseball, and you come down and try and do a jerk chicken nacho. I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, it's, just, maybe it's just being in the same division as the Yankees. It's a bleeding effect. Uh, I mean, seriously. Anyways, but great uh, great event. I'll, we'll have to get back to you on, on whether or not uh, Stevie G gets us the hookup. Or if it's also 10 hours long. But That's unbelievable. If he goes himself, uh, for those who want to know, like Jordy said, 21st and 22nd, uh, yeah, we'll a f- put a link up on the blog post for it because you can buy tickets right on there. Yeah, there's a food-only ticket for $25 and a food and beer for $40. But it says if you, you can only go – yeah, it's open for that eight hours, but you can only only go for two hours at a time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you did a little, You went a little deeper than I did in terms of <laughs> buying tickets. Yeah, so the ticket says 
It includes a taste from all 30 ballparks, so just a small taste, plus a soda and a water, and that's the food-only ticket. And that all tickets must be purchased online. Uh, and again, for the food and beer, same thing. Two-hour time slots and tasting from all 30 bar parks. Uh, is it or, beer from each city, too? Like a little, like, even if it's a little, like, mini cup, like a little kitty cup? No, you get three beer tickets max. What kind of beer are we talking? Like That's Budweiser? Who? Yeah, I was going to say, who is the sponsor of Major League Baseball? Probably Bud Light or, yeah. or, or maybe, I guess, uh, <laughs> Miller think, from Milwaukee? I think across the board, it's, Bud, it's Budweiser. Yeah, so, and, and then, obviously, obviously, the Rockies, of course, Milwaukee is Miller, but... Yeah, so the, like you said, line. 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, but it's two-hour slots, so that's the only time you can get in with these tickets. So uh, let's let's uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's worth looking into. We'll keep you updated. And Greg, <laughs> that could be that could be a little a double whammy because I'll be seeing you later that week in Boston because I uh, I'll be making a trip up there at the end of that that next week. I mean, huh? I don't know about you, but uh, I'm certainly interested. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyways uh great uh great great bullpen or a stadium snack already uh, well nicely done any well, it's any, literally uh, a, it's a food festival for stadium snacks that we'd be we would be idiots to not mention it <laughs> any uh any any bleacher creatures you got for us uh nothing that i've that i've seen too much from in the uh you know the spring training. I've I've seen more highlights and home run highlights. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of of fuss made for both Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton's first spring training home runs. Um, so you know that did you people. See, uh, did you see Mike Trout took a fastball to the face and then the next at bat put on a little? Yeah, I did see the, that. He's wearing a face mask now. The, yeah, the Giancarlo. Uh, yeah, that was like earlier today, wasn't it? That was this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also earlier today, we were recording this on Tuesday. Uh, there was the no look throwout by the twins catcher. I don't know if, uh, is our starter or not. I have to actually look into it because I just, I saw the highlight doing a little research right before we went on the air, but pretty cool play there getting the Yankees. So that makes you happy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate the Yankees and, uh, anyone who can bring them down is a (laughs) embarrassment. Certainly a plus. Um, Speaking of uh, the bracket games going on today, any any update? Uh, who won or what's going on? Well, for the the, the March Madness, uh, the first four or March whatever Madness. first round. Yeah, hold on. What, are, what are we calling it? It's called the first four. It's no longer the first round. Thank God. It used to be. <laughs> they called the fucking round of sixty four the second round, which is the the most idiotic thing in the entire world. Yeah, literally one of the stupidest things ever. Um, but to, to answer your question, it looks like that we have the six, the, the 16 seeds come up first and it looks like rad Radford won that game over LIU Brooklyn. Um, you know, if you really needed to know all you needed, all you need to know about Radford as they'll play Villanova on a Thursday night, go check out our March madness preview, the March madness bracket breakdown, uh, that Maddie D and I did because Maddie D can tell you all about Radford and uh, why they'll still probably get smoked by Villanova. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate Villanova, so um, go anybody but them. Um, and you know, for those who don't know, Jordy just informed me 
Um, and hopefully people listen to it before the tournament. But uh, UVA lost their uh, point guard for the entire tournament. Yes, so. they did lose. Uh, let's pull up his name because uh, it came out right when I was getting out of the office. But yes, yeah. Virginia suffering a an injury of. I'd, I'd need to pull it up. I'm a little, little ill prepared. Um, but yeah, you know, for all of that, please go check out that podcast and we'll keep you updated on the website. You know, yeah, you and Maddie did a great job breaking down the, the different, uh, different things. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, filled out my own brackets while listening to, and, and took some, uh, took some direction from you both. I'm not going to say who I took more from, but I took direction from you both. So, uh, I like it probably uh, from Matt. He did a little, he was a little more uh, he had a little more in depth analysis than I did. I just uh, provided some color. You know, Jordy, I'm not going to say uh, who who I got more from or, or what have you, but uh, I will say that um, you know I I definitely got some. Well, I, I heard I, the, I heard uh, the pod loud and clear, and and I appreciate the uh, you protecting my heart there, Greg. <laughs> but before well, we uh, before we head out, you. quick. Because we got Matt's thoughts. Because we've talked to you about it more. Give me thirty seconds on Tiger. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 we've talked about it a little bit, but I loving the comeback. Um, you know, I think the best part that everyone keeps talking about, and I don't know how or why people could have forgotten, but his ability to bring in crowds and crowds and number numbers um, ability. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm not just like everyone else. I was rooting for him to win um, this weekend. You know, I was rooting for rooting for him to win this weekend more than you know anyone, <laughs> probably anyone I have in a while um, for golf. I mean, the the sad part was, uh, you know, he came up just that stroke short. But at the same time, I think it was good for him to feel those juices again. I think it was good for him to sort of have that competitive edge and and prepare like that because. He does want to be on the Ryder Cup team. He does want to win some more Masters and or uh, majors, and and I think that this is just another step on, on the road to having Tiger be as maybe not as dominant as he was before, because I'm not sure if he'll ever get to that point. But I think have him get to a point where he's competing in every tournament uh, and or top five in every tournament like he was, like a Rory, um, if you will, in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, the the 2014 Rory run. Yeah, I mean, and the biggest problem with Tiger, I mean, he hasn't been in a tournament yet with Dustin Johnson, right? So, well, he has, just not. I mean, that, 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 that Bermuda tournament was Dustin Johnson. I mean, that Bermuda tournament was twenty. Yeah, right. Sorry, that Bermuda tournament was twenty seventeen, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the yeah, so Dustin right. Johnson's been on the tour for a while, though. But I, no, I, no. I get what you're saying. Like po- post cocaine suspension, Dustin Johnson, right? Two kids yeah. with Paulina Gretzky, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even DJ and now Rory is looking stronger than ever, and I'm not sure they haven't been in a tournament yet. So, um, you know, I know him and Spieth played together this weekend, and Spieth did not make the tournament because it looks like Spieth, as much as I want Spieth to take over the reins, you know, I think it showed that he's got some work to do, and obviously Justin Thomas the same sort of with his troubles recently, some work to do. Um, I'm loving the Tiger comeback. I'm loving, you know, I think while well, my roommate was telling me, um, not going to mention names, but my roommate was telling me that this was the the highest uh, viewership or whatever they uh, for a non major, non you know non major golf event, non non Ryder Cup, all that stuff. This was the highest television ratings they've had since like 08 or something ridiculous. So 
Uh, not surprised because Tiger was in the hunt all weekend and, and you know, he I think broke was... PGA tour.com on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Give us that. Yeah. So people tried to, as soon as he took a share of the lead on Friday, people jumped on PGA tour live where you basically live stream it and it went down. He broke the website. <laughs> the last thing on him as of today, Tiger Woods is your 2019 president's cup captain with Ernie Els. One of my favorite guys on the tour, so that's it's gonna be fun. Wait, he's the the ca- like so he's the assistant captain for the Ryder Cup this year. Yeah, and then and he for, could he could be that. he's the captain. He could be, and it's possible he could be a playing captain. Which I was gonna say, has there ever been a playing captain before? There has been in the Ryder Cup. I don't know if there has been in the Presidents Cup. Okay, so there has been in the Ryder Cup. I didn't know. That yeah, that was, not okay. not for a while though. It's tr- you know more recently been like an older guy that's you know not a non-playing captain, but there used to be. Yeah, that was my next question is, how old is Tiger? Because I know he's getting up there. He's in his 40s, right? I think he's 42. Is he older than Phil? No, Phil's older than him. All right, so Phil's been able to, to do it and keep up pace with all these young guys. So there's no reason why Tiger can't do it and last. And, you know, I've, I've always been a big proponent of him catching and, and trying to break that majors record, um, which is probably unrealistic, but I've been rooting for it, and I know you have as well. So, oh um yeah, I'm looking forward to another bullpen. Uh, no, sorry, Thunderblog uh, Ryder Cup and another victory for for our team. Hopefully, I get drafted on your team again. However, Thunder Cup two. Well, yeah, we'll. Uh, I know, we'll but I'm saying, I'm that. saying, Maddie and I. Now that we've done a pod together, we did have great chemistry during that pod. So you're not getting traded, Greg. You're solidly on the on the currently red. We might change colors, but you know, you're you're solidly on Team G, man. I love that. I mean, obviously, my loyalty is to you, but I'm just saying we have some good chemistry. You never know. Maddie might have to offer up some draft picks. To get I was going to say, Maddie might might draft me high, but uh, if if I do have a say, you know, I know red is sort of a golf cover color, but I think black is a little more slimming. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. People may not know what I look like, but uh, black would be more slimming for for everyone involved. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to get my red shirt back from Jake at some point. But now we're starting to derail things. So I think that's going to do it for us. Greg, thank you as always, my man. This was a ton of fun. Jordy, always a blast. Always fun. Um, next time I'm on, you know, we talked to Stevie G. You and I talked to Stevie G tonight. You know, he's sort of the the baseball expert, if you will, more so than you or more so than me, not you. Obviously, you're 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 up there for every sport, but uh, more so than me. Um, so hopefully we'll get him on for a little three-way pod uh, for either the NL East to sort of give that Phillies uh, someone a non-Phillies take that knows what he's talking about in the NL East uh, more than me, and then uh, you know as well for some other divisions. But uh, hopefully he can try out the the stadium snacks. And Jordy, great pod as always. You've been churning and burning a ton of pods recently. It's been hard to keep up and listen, but I have done it, and I will say as advertised, all great. Yeah, they don't call it March Madness for nothing. Got to uh, <laughs> have to rip through it. It's been a, uh, it's been fun though. I enjoy it. Seriously, <laughs> love it. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us. As always, make sure to go check us out on the social medias: Thunder BLG on Twitter, in, uh, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, ThunderblogSports.com, of course, for all of our great blog posts. Uh, we will be back with the other four. Dip- Visions. We should also have a new girls on hoops later this week with a uh, third and girl, Emily Anderson and Mary Gorman. Uh, so make sure to, to stay tuned for that. But for my man, Greg Piatelli, I am the G man. This has been the NL West for the bullpen cart and we'll see you later. Have a good night, everyone.